What is a probation detainer in Massachusetts? Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income. So the less you make, the less you have to pay. Let's take an example uh, for what we're talking about today. So let's say that you're on probation for a, uh, a case you already had. And the probation department believes that you are in violation of your conditions. They will present you before the court as a probation violator. At that first hearing, the probation officer may ask to have you detained. If that's allowed by the court, that means that you will be held in custody in jail pending a probation violation hearing. Clearly, it's a very important hearing. Uh, your freedom, your very freedom is on the line. So it's important to have an uh, experienced criminal defense attorney in your corner. So what happens at the probation violation detainer hearing? So either you'll get notice of a uh, that the probation department wants you to appear before the court, or sometimes the probation department will go before a judge when you're not there to get a warrant for you if they can't get a hold of you uh, or if you th they think that you're not going to show up uh, for a, a court date. In any case, you'll be, be brought or you'll, you'll present yourself before the court on the probation detainer uh, on, the pro on, the, on the probation surrender first date. <clears throat> At that time, if the, if the probation officer wants to hold you in custody, they have to convince the judge of a couple of things. The first thing they have to convince the judge of is that there is probable cause to believe that you are in violation of your probation. Now, have we, as we have said in other episodes, a probable cause standard is very low. It's a very low standard. It's very easy to meet. It's not a beyond a reasonable doubt standard, which is uh, a very, the very highest that we have in the, in the criminal justice system. Probable cause just means it's, you know, the judge thinks that there's a violation of your conditions. So <clears throat> let's talk about um, types of violations. There are two basic categories of probation violations. There are technical violations and there are substantive violations. Technical violations um, include such things as not paying your probation fees, not paying restitution, um, not attending classes, um, court-ordered classes. So if you have to go to a batterer's intervention program or if you're supposed to um, go to a 24D program if you were charged with a, operating under the influence, um, if you're not doing those things, um, that's a uh, technical violation. The other types of violations are substantive violations, and basically those are new crimes. So if you get charged with a new crime, that's a substantive violation. So substantive violations are considered more serious than technical violations. Uh, although technical violations are still plenty serious enough, uh, and you don't want to mess around with them. So even if, if, it's, if it's a technical violation, don't think of it as just a technical violation because you can uh, get some serious consequences as a result of a technical violation. Um, but in any case, uh, once the, if the probation officer is able to convince the judge that there's been a violation of probation, the next step is going to be whether the judge should hold you in custody pending your violation hearing. So there's a, a number of factors that a court will look to when deciding whether to hold you uh, in custody uh, pending a violation hearing. Because the court doesn't want to hold you necessarily. They're taking away your freedom. They, there has to be some sort of uh, underpinnings, if you will, some sort of basis for, for taking away your liberty. Um, so they need to have 
some sort of uh, extra incentive to 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 impose that upon you. Um, they'll look to your criminal record. Uh, they will look to see the nature of the offense if you picked up a new charge. Uh, they'll look to, to see what kind of a charge it is. Is it a crime of violence? Is, is it particularly heinous? Uh, is it on the same victim that was that you were originally uh, put on probation for? Uh, they will look to the seriousness of the crime uh, that you're on probation for in the first place. So the first case that you had, what what were you charged with there? What what were you convicted of? Um, they will uh, they will take a look at that. They will look to see if you are. They want to see if you are likely to show up for your final surrender date. So if you have defaults on your record, that's going to uh, push the judge towards um, uh, issuing a, uh, a detention and holding you uh, in custody while while that is uh, sorting itself out. So if you are put in custody, uh, you still have the right, and you have to go for a. Um, probation surrender hearing. At that hearing, uh, the probation department can put on evidence uh, to try to convince the judge more likely than not. So now the standard is a slightly higher. It's called what, what's called a preponderance of the evidence standard. So uh, as you, you're going up the ladder now, now there's a little bit more that has to be shown to the judge. A preponderance of the evidence standard is still um, fairly low. It's just more likely than not. So the judge just has to be convinced that more likely than not, you are in violation of your conditions of probation. So it's pretty easy to, to show that. Um, so once you're on probation, um, it's your it's considered conditional liberty. So you don't have all the same rights that you that you would if you weren't on probation. So those are uh, important things to remember for probation violation hearings. Uh, you must take them very seriously because more people go to jail as a result of violation hearings than uh, for the underlying criminal cases themselves, uh, just because the standard is so much lower. So if you have any questions about uh, probation violation hearings or any questions on criminal or family law matters, please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Email questions to me or book a free appointment with me. I'd be happy to address any issues and concerns you might have about uh, family law questions or criminal law in Massachusetts. Uh, and again, we, we use a sliding scale which is based on your income when we set our fees. So we're making ourselves as affordable as possible to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.